0: Cold Stove Podcast, Christmas edition. I'm live from Austin, Texas, where I'm headed to the lovely, lovely great up north. Well, not Canada. They're they're great, too. I'm going to Buffalo and Rochester and Saratoga and Lake Placid over the next week or so. NRD, you'll be in parts unknown, but happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Uh, How are you doing, buddy?
1: Doing well. It's the holiday season. Uh, I will also be taking some time in the next couple weeks to vacation. See the world, leave parts unknown. It's okay. kind of like that scene in Elf when Buddy leaves the North Pole. Exactly. It's like me floating on, a, floating on an iceberg We'll see <laughs> where I end up. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I like this time of year. It's a good time to, you know, reposition yourself with family, friends. Just enjoy it,
0: man. It Absolutely. It kind of
1: comes to a halt, but we're still here on the Cold Stove podcast cuz the stove is only getting colder, brother. You like what I just did right there.
0: Very very nice. Uh, th- that being said, there is a literal trade freeze. So the yes. stove <laughs> the stove is the coldest right now. It's the
1: coldest so, it'll ever be. N-
0: nothing we can break per se, but uh, we can still talk some hockey. What have what have you seen since we last spoke NRD, around the league that what are you following right now? What's what are what are be, be you do my job right now. You host the pod. What what are you looking around at the league for?
1: I don't like doing this because last time I did this, it went down in flames. Brother, let me tell
0: was that the NRD solo show? That was the NRD solo <laughs> show. That was like. The lost tapes?
1: Yeah, that's, that was pretty bad. That was like some public access television type shit. But we forget that. I will take the host chair for a minute. Honestly, in the last week or so, since we you know since we had an episode of Cold Stove, I mean, the Rangers are on a tear. They're just looking fantastic. They'll drop one to Pittsburgh, but they won what? They ripped off seven straight before they lost mm-hmm. that game to Pittsburgh. They look incredible. Toronto's on a run right now. Toronto looks like the team I think that even I can't make fun of right now. They're just winning hockey games. They're going out there and beating people. Did you get a chance to see the ref toss Michael Bunting out of the game the other I night? I did. Like, literally yeah. toss him out of the game.
0: I did. I. I you know what? The NFL does something with their referees where you like you know Ed Hockeyly, like you know Jerome uh, Boldre. I think is his name. Yep. I think the referees in the NHL are sort of known in the community, like in the in in, in between the boards type of thing. Yeah, I, w- I don't mind having refs with some personality, you know, maybe giving quotes after the games and stuff, and like giving the NHL another another thing to have uh, be marketable. I wouldn't hate a referee that I know his name.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, or her I, name. I think the problem with that is I think you know, like we know the West Macaulays and the league will. Push Wes McCauley till there's no more mm-hmm. pushing of Wes McCauley. He's funny. He's a great personality. I think on the flip side of that, just like we see at the MLB too, like officiating in general gets so much hate from the fans. It's oh, hard to it's kind so of put much your hate. name out there because there will be death threats. And Dude, it, you I know mean, it's fucked up to say it's sad. It, yeah. it really is a sad state of affairs that that's the case. But I think that's part of the reason. Mm-hmm. The only the only reason why we know the NFL refs is because it's a very different sport. There's penalties on almost every play. They're constantly talking the mic to to the television audience. It's once a week on Sundays, you're familiar with the people you see on Sunday every week, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was funny that you know the ref gets to throw Michael Bunting out of that game. Literally, Michael Bunting accidentally bumps the ref, he's gone for like five to ten games. So, I just thought yeah. you know it was a little, a little ironic, but nonetheless, it was a funny clip. So,
0: I'm saying, I'm saying, bring back uh helmetless refs, yeah, let's get the flow out there, let's get personalities. Um, Harry Frazier. Yeah, if Tim Peel, bring, uh, bring bring back Peelzy, as they call
1: it. Well, Peelzy inter- was like the one that broke from the ranks, right, with the right. whole makeup call thing. That's the only reason why he's not officiating in the league anymore. I feel, yeah, I know. Kerry Frazier is the I feel, GOAT. I mean, shout-out to that flow. Paul Mitchell, Shine, slicked back. Very uh, nice. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, it, we've been talking about a little – we've been on a nostalgia trip the past couple of weeks on this show, and I'm enjoying it, man. Oh. Hey, you think about, like, the 90s hockey. We had one person that, you know – I don't remember who you are, but you tweeted us after our episode last week talking about... We talked about clean hits that are being treated as, mm. you know, the end of the world last week. Yes. And, and this one tweeter tagged you and I in the show and basically said, like, I remember watching the game in the 90s and you guys were mugging each other out there. And, and it that didn't was get the game. Was, that was the game. The game has yeah. changed so much. It's evolved in the last 20, 30 years. And it ties into everything, right? It ties into the hits. It ties into what we talked about lead last week about the Ovechkin stuff. But... I don't think the change, and this is not. I'm not trying to get on a soapbox right now, and I'll let you get back at the helm of this ship in just like twenty seconds. But I don't think the change is a bad thing. It's just a very different game, even in the last like two or three decades.
0: Oh, there's no doubt about it. And part of that, I think, is it's the first. You know that generation, the 2005 when kids are five, four or five years old, right? Mm-hmm. That generation after that first lockout when the game literally mm-hmm. by rule got less physical, got less aggressive, got more offensive. Right? That was part of coming back from that 2004 lockout. was the rules changed, it was a new CBA. Mm. So we are now when those kids started playing hockey, they were taught from literally day 1 of their hockey careers and now they are you know, the Connor Bedard, right? Like they are now coming into the league and they're 18, 19, 20, 21 changing the game. And that sort of started anyway with with guys like Tage Thompson's age, for example. So that that generation is here. Like that's they're not coming. They're that that's arrived, right? So it's only going to stay that way. And now you yeah. have Trevor Zedris and Sonny Milano types doing their their thing.
1: Jack Hughes too. I mean, Jack Hughes is so awesome to watch. Oh, he
0: just, oh absolutely. I
1: think he's right now. It's going to sound like a pretty not a homer take. I'm not a Devils fan by any stretch of the means, but it's going to not be probably the, the proper take, the popular take. But I put him in a, as a top three player in the league right now. Ooh,
0: interesting. You know who I put in my top three, NRD? That's DraftKings, baby. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers to the Sportsbook can bet just $5 uh, pregame money line. On any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Okay? NRD? Mm-hmm. Money line it. pregame. Hit the bet for five bucks. If that team wins, perhaps the Sabres. I don't know. They've been they've been hot. But five dollars money line pregame on a team to win. If they win, you get $150 in free bets if that wasn't enough excitement you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays uh combine multiple bets by the way like which team will win how many goals will be scored and more for your shot at an even bigger payout you got a parlay tonight you like NRD I am
1: admittedly we're recording this early I have not looked at the slate yet tonight
0: you got Flyers Leafs at one o'clock and you got Jets Bruins at six Islanders Rangers at six Hurricanes, Penguins at 6, Caps, Sends at 6, and Kraken, Canucks at 9. Those are all central, by the way, where I am.
1: Give me, so now, thanks to our friends at DraftKings, you can do a little same parlay, same game parlay X, where you combine a couple of games. Shout out to our friends go. there. Give me the Caps and over okay. the score. I Ooh. think he's going to he's gonna tie Gordy tonight.
0: Okay. Ooh. Good, parlay good, that take. up
1: in one of those same game parlay Xs mm-hmm. with the Kraken. My wow! Phone half line.
0: You heard it here first. Mid ad read. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now and use promo code Washed. Bet five dollars on any NHL team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code Washed. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. NRD. There might have been a little little Twitter happening the other day. Uh, your resident domicile. Any chance you were outed by Mike Grinnell uh, and giving scoops so that the Arizona Coyotes are moving to Atlanta. Was that you? Can you clear the air right now?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was not me. Um, (laughs) I will stick to the corporate line that I said the other day. I am way better looking. Oh, okay. That was talking to Grinnell, And I know (laughs) that's like, I'm putting that's what a ricochet shot. I'm putting that guy in a body bag for no reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, I'm better looking than him. I was not down there at the chicklets event. First of all, you know, we uh, we gotta uh, tighten the screws, make sure everything goes swimmingly for our first cold stove live live event. I can't be out and listen. We're good friends with the Chicklets guys. Granny's a friend. Ray's a good guy, but at the same time, you're not gonna catch me there. You're gonna catch me working, you know, behind the scenes to get make sure the first cold stove live event goes off oh, I So see. that was not me, um, but it was very funny to see some of the people out there being like, "Nrd has finally unmasked himself." So, <laughs> didn't even I sound do, like you. It didn't. It did not sound like me. Like I said, trust me, it did not look like me. Um, but I do appreciate the fact that I've made enough impressions out there in the Twitter sphere that something that Chiplets puts out, everybody's like, is that on our day. So I appreciate the fact that the fan base is strong enough that I do get thrown into that uh, commentary, if you will. But at the same time, don't ever because way better looking, sound better, and I certainly wouldn't be there with them. And that's not a slight to them; I'm just making sure our podcast goes swimmingly.
0: What do you think about the rumor itself? Arizona uh, to back to Atlanta.
1: You know, I think that Atlanta, out of all the cities that have gotten shit for, you know, the NHL whether like Atlanta, Arizona, Florida, Atlanta's a great sports city, right? Like there aren't teams in Sunrise, Florida. You have the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. but like Sunrise, Florida is not a sports team hotbed. Arizona, you have the Cardinals, you have the Suns, but they're in Phoenix and Glendale. The Arizona Coyotes have never really had a home, right? They've been bouncing around the state, kinda all over. Atlanta's a sports city. The Falcons, the Hawks. You got, you know, UGA and all that stuff down there.
0: The Braves. Great. The Braves, great was, little sports uh fan base.
1: Only one season removed from being the World Series champion. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think that Atlanta's a great sports city. I think ownership was not really in the place it needed to be. For the Thrashers, I can't really speak to the Atlanta Flames. I think most of our listeners of the podcast were not even around when the Atlanta Flames were a team, so I'm not even going to touch that. But I think ownership wasn't in the right place. the The game wasn't what it is now today. I think in that, like, because the Thrashers, what did the Thrashers start 99, 98 like that, two thousand, yeah, something even. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they they had a very short run, right? It was only like ten years in the in in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. I think if the game is what it is today, and Atlanta's around. I think Atlanta is successful enough to keep the team there. I think they're a victim of the time that they were, they were there, the Thrashers, and that the game wasn't as popular as it was. The league did not have a TV deal like it does now. I mean, the games were on OLN when the Thrashers were at their peak. At, you know, OLN. So, remember
0: Versus too, which was
1: OLN. They just rolled yeah, yeah, OLN yeah. right into Versus, so the game wasn't where it was. Now, and I think if the game was Atlanta would still be in the league, Atlanta would be thriving. I think Winnipeg still deserved a team back and would have gotten one just through you know the Vegas and Seattle expansion, not you know Atlanta relocating.
0: I can so my girlfriend is uh, her, she's from Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I went over there for Thanksgiving, and uh, well she's in like the north, kind of where the Braves play up in, in Cumberland and Marietta kind of near there. It is a th- thriving. Thriving spot. It's beautiful. It's uh, the population's growing. It's a great place to branch out and and get new hockey fans and also people that are just sports obsessed. There's you know kind of the the new wave in the sports world is to do these big multi use you know the rink or the the football stadium or the baseball stadium is sort of anchoring uh, kind of like this neighborhood, this like new you know restaurants, bars. Uh, shopping exactly. There's, Philly does there, it they're, the best,
1: which I'll never slide them. They're the best,
0: but there's you could put, you know, a, a rank, a multi-purpose rank because basketball obviously would would be extremely popular around there and uh, concerts and whatnot. You could put that all in that complex where the Braves are, brand new, and uh, you know I think that would be a no-brainer, and then at least have the option to bring back a team or an AHL, team, you know, whatever it might be, but. You know, the more rinks that are built, the more entertainment venues in, in those multi-use areas, the, these neighborhoods that have the option, the better. You know, Austin needs one, for example. But it's going to be interesting to watch. Just to back, back to the Coyotes for a second. The Phoenix Suns were just purchased. Um, or sold, I guess. I've, there was talk that that might kind of affect the thinking you know, on the Coyotes front. Because now there's different ownership there. It sounds like this guy doesn't really care about the Coyotes, so there's going to be no mutually like beneficial agreements with. P- so just just keep an eye out on that front too. If that changes, what's going on in Tempe? Uh, first, we have they have to get the votes from the public anyway.
1: But correct, and that's do we? I admittedly don't know when that public referendum is. It's supposed to be. Time. I
0: think it was May of next year. Yeah. So there's, so, there's going to be time.
1: There's going to be more stories that come out until then. I still, I still remain with the same opinion that I've had for weeks now on this show. I wish, like, I, I think there'd be a little bit more public sympathy um, if the league just called a spade a spade and said this is a shitty situation, but we want to make this work out in Arizona, and we were counting on the public. I think that you lose a little bit when you when you pull the uh, Wizard of Oz comes into town on his hot air balloon like Gary does and starts promising All Star games and 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 drafts and. This is such a great intimate experience at the Mullet Arena, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think you mm-hmm. would have gained a little bit more respect, not only from the Arizona public, but the hockey community as a whole. If you just, you know, judged the situation fairly and said this sucks, but we're going to try our best to make it work. We're committed to this area. They didn't do that. So we'll see. I, I don't I would not you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it passes. I wouldn't be surprised if it fails. I definitely think it's going to be a close vote.
0: Yeah, a big old we'll see on that. Speaking of ownership, uh, it sound, I think we touched on this last week, but it sounds like whoever does buy the senators, Ryan Reynolds is going to be involved. Correct. Whether it's a, a minority partner, a, a brand ambassador sort of deal, he's going to have equity in that franchise. And I think that is nothing but good for the senators. Agree or disagree? It
1: is perfect for the senators. I think Ryan Reynolds is going to You talk about famous fans, the Mark Cubans of the world, the Spike Lees of the world. I mean, Spike Lee doesn't own the team Mark Cuban does, but (laughs) Ryan Reynolds will be courtside, if you will. There's no courtside at a hockey game, but he'll be like those fans in the NBA. I think it's so good for the game, and and what he can do from a production standpoint with his, you know, welcome to Wrexham stuff and who he knows in Hollywood. Look what, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer's done for the Kraken, you know, to some degree. He got, obviously, it's a little bit more niche. If you're a Kraken fan, you appreciate the stuff, but he got like the orchestral soundtrack from Pirates of the Caribbean to to write the theme song for the Kraken and they give out Davy Jones's hat from that movie so like I I think there's cool things when you get people in the know and and, in that celebrity status involved with the NHL they tend to they tend to give it back because they're financially invested in it and I think Ryan Reynolds Mm -hmm. would be one of those guys that not only is financially invested but I think personally he grew up in Ottawa moved to Vancouver at a young age but he loves the sport it's Canadian through and through and I think he's truly invested in the sport not only from a financial standpoint but wants to see it succeed
0: totally agree uh we're moving moving on we're a little whip around here uh world juniors begin next week nrd do you care
1: i do i mean probably the most talented world juniors we've seen in some time adam fantilli
0: also finally kind of like the the one that doesn't feel like weirdly covid you know there's nothing feels like feels like it's going on outside well you know outside of a very significant geopolitical conflict with the russians uh, it kind of feels like we're back to normal a little bit as far as COVID goes. Yeah, the world COVID juniors.
1: I think everything's kinda settled there. Um like I said, I you know, the world juniors have have lost its luster a little bit just because of the last couple of years. I think it was really something that people look forward to. Yeah. We're still also kinda...
0: terrible T V situation. Yeah, we, we gotta talk... have it something on uh, outside of NHL network.
1: Yeah, we talked about this last week. I, I yeah. can't tell you who subscribes to the NHL Network in the United States. I certainly don't. So you know, they need to fix that but even so i still think there's a little fatigue from just you know the covid and then playing it in the summer uh-huh. but the talents there like i said i think it's probably one of the most talented tournaments we've seen in some time adam Fintilly, kind of regard logan cooley cutter gotier um lambert for finland like there's some talented players in this tournament i'm excited to see that did you get a chance to see uh Connor bedard tickling the chin of the switzerland player after he scored the other day
0: i did not he
1: scored i mean they they ran on switzerland it was pretty bad uh Connor Bedard. I can, scored, I can imagine yeah and then those listening can't see but i'm going to describe to brad he basically did one of these to the to the uh swiss, the swiss defender in front of the net little little tin a uh, little chin tickle so shout out to Connor bedard for playing with an edge i like it
0: love that love that um on that same front, international hockey, uh hockey at JFresh Hockey on Twitter, uh, released some some fan votes for international squads, as if, you know, if we were playing a best on best tournament in February, for example, what we would have as far as, as international hockey goes. Have you had a chance to see these yet?
1: I have not maybe. seen the chart, but maybe we'll, we, we could turn this into a guessing game. We may not turn it. You can just tell me. We can whatever works for your whatever works for time constraints, Brad.
0: Sure. Let's let's go. Let's go. The U.S. Who do you think the uh, let's say top five U.S. I'll go by vote getters. So basically, it said the the higher the more votes you received, uh, secured your place on the team. For example, so I'm looking at Sweden right now. Here's the U.S. So um, what do you think the U.S. looks like in terms of international hockey fan votes? Jack Eichel. Eichel, yep. Yeah, he he made the team. He is the third highest voted for United States forward. J-Rob. Uh, for Robinson. The, the second eclipsing Jack by four votes, highest vote getter.
1: Is there somebody I'm missing here? Jack Hughes?
0: He is the uh, fifth forward.
1: Who am I missing in the number one spot? I'll
0: give you a hint. He doesn't play in the United States.
1: Oh, Austin Matthews. There you go. I'm sorry. I totally blanked on that one. For Matthews,
0: a Robertson, Eichel, Kachuk, Hughes, Thompson. How about that? Doudreau, Kachuk, Connor, Kane, Debrinkit, Gensel, Larkin, Caulfield. Round out the U.S. Forwards. Missing the cut. Zedrus, Kreider, Pavelski, J.T. Miller, Alex Tuck. Defense. Adam Fox, Charlie McAvoy, Quinn Hughes, Slavin, Warensky, John Carlson still, Seth Jones, Brett Pesci, missing the cut, Jacob Truba, Keandre Miller, Noah Hannafin, John Marino, and Ryan and McDonough. Goalies are Hellebuck, Ottinger, Demko, missing the cut, Knight, Swayman, and Gibson. All right. Pretty good team. Pretty good I team. saw kind of talk there was like, eh, this roster could compete. Yeah, it could. Big time compete.
1: I'm I'm happy that J. Rob is the number two vote getter. I like him too, man. He's a hell of a oh, player. Oh,
0: uh, it's it's incredible what he's doing and and what he will continue to do as as potentially the future and face of the league. Robertson and Thompson, big years. Um, let's get back to the NHL. However, there was this little bit of a tiff, you know, and and it, it's never. I guess it's not sunny in Philadelphia. Is kind of the, the the most recent way to put it in that. In that franchise, I guess I'm kind of botching this intro. But John Tortorella, uh, healthy scratched a certain uh player, Kevin Hayes. Ever heard of him? Keith Yandel didn't didn't love that. I'll put it that way. Your thoughts on this sort of like bubbling over in Tortorellaville, getting players like Yandel involved, and just is there any is there any stopping this? And we kind of we knew this was going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. when the season started he's taking over he's he's being tortorelli he's like oh I got a bunch of misfit toys here not sure we're going to be any good nothing i can do about it then they started off because it was like the, okay, okay coach is a dickhead we're going to band together and get a couple wins then the wheels fell off people got hurt and now here we are nrd your thoughts on the saga uh that is the philadelphia flyers
1: yeah, I mean, the, the Hayes thing, it's not an easy contract to move. Elliot Friedman talked about a potential buyout at the end of the year, which is a possibility. I mean, nothing that I've heard yet that the Flyers organization wants to do. And that's not shouldn't tell you much about Fletcher's future, Torch's future, et etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I just think it's a decision that they're not ready to make. Torch tried to send a message, and I think while I disagree with, with scratching Kevin Hayes, I, I don't think you send the message by scratching the only semblance of offense you have on that club. Like you're a bad team and you can, you could send a message multiple ways with Kevin A's. You can demote him. You can cut his power play time. You could do certain things that the team takes notice of. But when you're a team that just needs to win hockey games, cause you're that bad of a club, I, I don't think you scratch a guy who's scoring goals at the clip that he does, even though he doesn't play any defense. And I think he's like a minus 805 right now for the team. So, you know, I don't agree with the scratching We talked about this at the beginning of the season when the Flyers kind of went on their run. I think that John Tortorella is the type of coach that he's not a pushover. We know that for sure. We're talking about this right now because he's not a pushover. He's a good enough coach and a pain in the ass enough to get the Flyers maybe 12 to 15 wins more than they had last year, but at the root of its core, it's still the same club that they had last season. You can argue that they got less defensive by adding Tony Um, D'Angelo. You can argue that they lost offense when they brought in Nick Delorier. so they're they're a worse club, I think, even than last year to some degree. Cam Akids is out for the season. Sean Couturier is not playing. You know, Joel Farabee. So they've been through the gambit with injuries. I don't. It's hard because, like I said, I I don't agree, and I don't want to just filibuster this. I don't agree with scratching Kevin A's, but at the same time, like they're not a good club. Something has to change. And we'll see what that might be. I think there's there might be some very big changes coming for the Philadelphia Flyers, not just with Danny Breer, uh, in the next couple of weeks. We'll see about that one. But uh, no, I just... It, it's, it says something when guys like Yandel are coming out of the woodwork, which Yandel and Hayes are boys, so it's, it's a little biased, but it says something when guys are coming out and just being like, torts might not have it anymore. This isn't 2006.
0: It's not 2006 anymore. I think that's the best way to put it. And that's why the, the more... Retread coaches in a new generation of hockey that we see. The more I'm just like, man, I like. Is Claude Julien going to come in and, and help a team win a Stanley Cup right now? No way. You know, it is Trots? You know, like what? What are we? What are we doing? I mean, what are we doing? You see, Bruce Boudreaux, he's tired of it. He doesn't want to fucking be in Vancouver right now. All these guys, they're ready for the cottage life, NRD. In my opinion.
1: Yeah, I know I agree with you. I think I think the only reason why Torts has this job is because first of all, Chuck Fletcher, we talked about this in the offseason, did not want to hire Tortorella. He was, you know, choice number five. But when you have guys mm-hmm. in that front office like Paul Holmgren and, and Clark and all those guys that, that are that old hockey breed in the Flyers front office and their board of directors, you know, that Flyers team was a group that just ran around with no leader last season. Elaine Vigneault and Mike Yo, great coaches, pushovers though. Tortorella came in to really stabilize what was quickly, quickly getting out of hand, regardless of who was behind the bench for that Flyers club. They needed a guy to come in with a little bit of discipline and structure. That's why I don't think Torts is long for Philly. I think it's more so he came in and, you know, you can make the case that he's doing his job, what they brought him in to do. I mean, and that was the Holmgrens of the world, bringing Tortorella to, to strike down fear and discipline. into a lot of these guys in the rock locker room just running around and doing their own thing.
0: Totally, totally. If, if Tortorella, you know, if he's on the go a lot this time of year, or trying to trying to Fix the dumpster fire that is the Philadelphia Flyers. So if you right. need something quick, NRD, he needs a factor meal. That's go. what he needs. With the bustling holiday season well underway, ready-to-eat meal delivery can lend a helping hand. Factor shops, perhaps cooks, and delivers to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including gourmet, plus keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, or 36 weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. NRD, my holidays are jam-packed. I told you, I'm going to be in four different places in the next week. So luckily, Factor's fresh, never frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast when I'm on the go. Uh, my sister's house, who I'll be checking in with uh, at some point next week, she's on Factor. I'm going I'm to pop one in the microwave. They're good to go. They're great. Uh, I save time with meals delivered, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Factor's cheaper than dining out and takeout. Put the money you save towards the holiday fun uh, and you time. How about that? Thanks to uh, Factor's commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful chef-crafted meals guilt-free like their creamy Parmesan chicken and three bean vegan chili. That Parmesan chicken, ooh, fantastic NRD. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions when I'm too busy to cook, they also help me stay on top of my goals Like I said, Protein Plus and Keto can stay on track. Definitely come in handy during the holidays. So here's the deal. Head to go.factor75.com slash stove60 and use code stove60 to get 60% off your first box. Here we go. Code stove60 at go.factor75.com slash stove60 to get 60% off your first box.
1: Shout out to the smoothies, dude, too. They're pretty good.
0: Smoothies, smoothies, are, smoothies are really good. Not even pretty good. Incredible. They take
1: that back. They're really good.
0: They are really good. NRD, uh, Kale McCarr, did you see him overturn a call on himself? Uh, somebody was called for tripping against the Avalanche. It was Barzell. It was, was it Barzell? Basically, yep. they called a penalty on Barzell, and uh, Kale McCarr comes over to the ref. He goes, no, uh, I didn't get tripped. I just slipped. You ever seen that before, NRD?
1: I have never seen it before. Um, I, somebody said it online; like it might have been Dom from the Athletic. Or like, just give him the lady bang, like right now. <laughs> he deserves yeah, it. You have to give him the lady bang. Um, no, I, I think it's cool because I, I think the players want to play in a league that you know they don't want the game to be in the refs' hands all the time. I think they want to police themselves. It's
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's street ball. It's it's pond hockey. Call your own fouls, and and I think that Camel is a good enough player. That he's just going to beat you with or without the power play and with or without a tripping call there, so I think yep. it, it gains a lot of respect from his competitors. I'm sure. That, I'm sure his bench was ragging on him for it. They probably could have used the power play in that game early on, but you know, good on him for being a a, a sportsman of the game and, and a respecter of the game, if you will, to do that. I thought it was pretty pretty cool. You're not going to see it ever again. I promise you that. But no, incredible. Just
0: it's funny to see like the kind of the little. The grin on his face he's like yeah no that that's not a penalty and yep. just the confusion the ref's like wait what you're 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 calling a penalty off i've, I've just never seen anything like it before good for chel McCarr. and uh yeah that'll be that'll be i wonder if we see that more now just no, kind right, of I think being one and done
1: i think because now <laughs> that's in the meetings the film sessions with teams going we're getting on the power play don't you ever turn down a power play
0: exactly yes yeah, send that video to the uh to the, to fifa teams because there was Certainly, none of that going on at the World Cup. Uh, Cool, very cool tournament, though. Uh, Last thing I have before we do a little whip around is: Have the New Jersey Devils fallen back to earth? Nrd.
1: I I still think they're better than what we projected, and you see that. But I think they've peaked on this magical run, right? Like we can now close. Excuse me, we can close the chapter of the thirteen in a row saga. Like that's done. We're done there. They're not that team. I think they've come back down to earth a little bit. Somebody tweeted me the other night and said, what do we do? And I said, trade for Patrick Kane. And that was not well-liked by a lot of the Jersey fans, <laughs> believe it or not. They don't feel that Patrick Kane is the player they need. Who knows? I think we got plenty of time to figure that out. Um, I think Kane's more long for the Rangers or Boston or somebody like that. But I think if you're in New Jersey, you have to explore it because putting him on the wing of Jack Hughes and or Nico Huchet would just be incredible. I don't think you realize how great that would be, but... I think there's time there for New Jersey. They've fallen back to Earth, but I still don't think that they're gonna collapse completely. They're a good club.
0: I agree. Their their biggest problem right now is they're playing in the division with two of the three hottest teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh the Hurricanes, you know, obviously like they're always just gonna be around. Correct. They're not gonna they're 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 built to win, you know, the ninety-six points, get in the playoffs and see what happens, right? They're never gonna win every game, 129 yep. points or whatever. They're nine oh and one over the last ten. And then, and then the Penguins, the consummate pros. When are the Penguins going to go away? Uh, never, as long as they have Crosby, Maltin, and Latang, They are 8-1-1 one one over their last uh, 10. Which team would you rather be, NRD? The Pittsburgh Penguins. Got to be. Got to be. They know how to win. They know how to I was,
1: You took the words out of my mouth. They've done it before. Finishing, look at
0: us. We're finishing each other's sentences at this point.
1: We're getting we're getting good at this whole podcasting, <laughs> Brett. We're really getting good at it. Um, no, I just did. The Carolina Hurricanes have come up short every time they've had that opportunity. The Penguins have won before. They've won a lot with those three guys, and, and I'd much rather be going into the foxhole with them than than Marty Natchez and Seth Jarvis. No offense to the Hurricanes. It's just they don't have the experience that it you know that is needed to get it done.
0: Last thing NRD for this today's cold Soap podcast sounded an abbreviated one. Because i got to get it on a flight. Unfortunately, I will not be seeing Buffalo play the Lightning tomorrow night uh, due to the, a crazy winter storm. So uh, I'm going to Buffalo for, I'll, I'll be there for like nine hours, getting in tonight, then leaving for Rochester tomorrow morning because uh, there's no hockey game anymore. Um, but what I'm going to do, in the spirit of Christmas, and Sarah Siv did this, I saw this on ESPN, I'm going to have you gift something to eat one team in each division. Okay, I'll do the same thing. So you need to gift a Christmas present or a Hanukkah present, whatever you are, are rocking with out there. Gift something to a team from the Atlantic Division for the holidays.
1: To the Florida Panthers.
0: Mm, okay. It's
1: very like Jimmy Fallon thank you notes vibe. I'm just going to get the ready. Right yeah. Now. To the Florida Panthers, I will ge- I will hope that you guys get a new coach. Because Paul oh. is just not it. Um, there's a reason why he stepped away from the game. I don't think he really wanted to coach anymore. I think the Florida mm-hmm. Panthers gave him a lot of money to do so. And they are just not a good team with Paul Maurice at the helm. They were much better with Andrew Burnett, who we talked many times on the show about the merits of him not being the guy because he's inexperienced, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Their team ready to win. But Paul Maurice is certainly not invoking any... Fear into the hearts of the opponents of the Florida Panthers they're playing very slow they're playing old they're playing like Paul Maurice
0: looks I like it to the fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs I will give you uh you the anti-anxiety medication of your choice prescription because Austin Matthews in an interview the other day was like I don't know if I'm gonna be a Leaf or kind of he, he said something along the lines of like time will tell if I'm still in Toronto uh at the end of my contract so To the Toronto Maple Leafs fans, I'm giving you a uh, prescription medication. How about that, NRD? Um, A team from the Met, the Metropolitan Division. What are you gifting a team from the Metro?
1: Uh, I am giving the Carolina Hurricanes a guidebook on how to win a Stanley Cup written by literally everybody in the past 25 to 30 years because we just talked about it. They're an inexperienced club, but they're always good every year. How many times have we talked about the past couple of seasons now, the Carolina Hurricanes getting hot right around the trade freeze, right around the Christmas break, and then they just ride that wave, and they're a good club the rest of the year. And then they lose in the second round to the Rangers, the Penguins, the Capitals, etc. So I am going to round up my friends. I'll get, I'll get the Moose Messier in here. I'll get, you know, Chelly, the guys over in Bristol, whoever wants to come in and help me write this book on how to win a Stanley Cup. I'm going to ship it out and send it to Rod Brendamore and the Carolina Hurricanes.
0: It would help if you have a guy that can score really well. I think that's uh, option number one. I am gifting NRD the Philadelphia Flyers a uh, syndicated sitcom series for Christmas. Get the cameras in there, get them on torch. get them on the boys, players past, present, and future. I am gifting the city of Philadelphia and the country uh, a Flyers tv series because the drama is just too good to be inside those walls
1: it's always crummy in philadelphia
0: how about that uh let's go to the central division nrd santa i was was trying to say i was trying to figure out a santa santa nrd thing but i can't get it anyway a team from the central what are you gifting for christmas
1: i'm going to gift the st louis blues a straight jacket for jordan bennington because if you could just tie his arms behind his back and stick him in the net and hopefully the puck hits him He'll be a much better goaltender (laughs) than swinging swinging fists at, uh, you know, forwards trying to forecheck behind the net. I think, and you could throw in a muzzle too. Maybe he'll shut up too after the game. So whatever constrains Jordan Bennington and turns him back into the goalie that he was two or three years ago when they went on that run, I think uh, is what the St. Louis Blues need for Christmas. Not necessarily deserve, but need, because they'll be a much better club with more stability in that.
0: I am gifting the Arizona Coyotes... Ready for this one, the first overall pick next year. Because I think, even though Chicago's gunning for it, even though the Sharks are gunning for it, the Dutch are gunning for it, I think if Gary wants to save hockey in the desert, he's going to say, I'm going to give him the first overall pick. Going to be a little, uh, those those ping pong balls, a little heavier for one of them. Because I think he's going to say, fuck you guys. If I want this to work, I'm going to give them Connor Bedard.
1: Yeah. Don't hate
0: it. NRD, a team from the Pacific.
1: I am going to gift the Anaheim Ducks Mickey Mouse ears because I'm very (laughs) disappointed in them. They're a Mickey Mouse club. What do they have like two regulation wins on the season. It's pathetic. They were one of my playoff picks at the beginning of the season here on Cold Stove to make the postseason. They are so bad. Um, Put on your ears. Put on your Mickey Mouse gloves. Grow the tail because you guys are weak. Goofy, Oof. if you
0: will. I am going to gift the Edmonton Oilers. Andreas, uh, Andreas I to see you Right back to Edmonton. Right back to Edmonton. Get him on a line with Connor and Leon if you need to. I think that would be the most fun line in hockey. I wish they did it more when he was there. Uh, and uh, as a runner-up, I'm going to give the Golden Knights cap space. How about that? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, NRD. You know what you should give the
1: Golden Knights really quick? That magic spray that that they do in the World Cup? Apparently every time somebody gets hurt, they just spray and the guy's fine. So whatever's in that can, give it to the Golden Knights. They won't have anybody in LTIR.
0: They certainly need it. NRD, that's going to do it for Cold Stove Pod today. Anything else before we bounce out of here?
1: Uh, No, man. I'm appreciative appreciative that we're able to do this week in, week out. We'll see you guys after the holiday break. Um,
0: Yes, sir. Safe
1: flight, brother. Thank you. Safe
0: flight. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how the flight. I've a flight in, uh from JFK tonight at like nine thirty. We'll see how the storm is progressing at that point. I, who knows? Who knows? Um, Cold stove listeners, want to give you guys a major, 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 major shout out. We do this uh, because we we love you guys first and foremost, and we are very, very, very thankful for the listener base, the interactions. Um, this show doesn't exist without you and uh to a awesome 2022 and an even better 2023 there you i go. think that's uh, i'm just very very thankful very grateful co-host nrd my guy appreciate listeners you, of cold stove nation appreciate you guys and uh what a year what a year We're we'll back for more we're doing it
1: again in 2023 like LeBron, not one, not two, not three, not four. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep running up the score. Thank you guys for uh the support of the Cold Stove Podcast. It's been a big thing for Brett and I. So
0: Amen, brother. You're not going anywhere, right? You're not going to not no, leaving Twitter.
1: Not leaving Twitter, not leaving the Cold Stove Pod. We're taking this thing as far as we can ride it, brother.
0: No doubt, no doubt. We are Cold Stove Pod at Cold Stove Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on Twitter and Instagram. That's N R D at NHL Rumors Daily. On Twitter, like you said, he's not going anywhere. Uh, Cold Stove fans, Cold Stove listeners, Cold Stove Nation, thank you again, and we'll see you guys next year.
1: Peace.